Conversations with H. We're here with my bro, mobile award-winning artist. You know, a decade, over a decade in the game, really and truly. Um, toured 16 plus. I'm gonna say 16 countries. Formed for thousands of people. A Compassion UK ambassador. A big church day out host. Featured on BBC multiple times. Mr. Illumination and Airborne. Faith Child, how are you doing today? I'm good. It's actually sick chatting with you. <laughs> Uh, H actually DJs for me, so uh, yeah, H is my guy, man. Oh gosh, this has been like, it's crazy to think, before we get into all of that, for people who don't know who you are, yeah. tell them who Faith Child is. I'm the most good looking Nigerian man you will ever meet, <laughs> um, from South London, I'm from Croydon. Croydon like just borders South London, like half my road is London, half my road is Surrey, yeah, yeah, and Croydon yeah. is under Surrey. I'm a rapper, drummer, presenter, broadcaster. I'm a deacon in my church. Yeah, I go yeah. to an RCCG church. Um, I brought swag to the leadership. Amen. Jeez. That's how I like to say it. Jeez. I'm the last born baby of five. I'm not spoiled. I'm adequately catered for. That's Amen. Adequately Come on, man. Come on. You, know, you have to know how to spin these things in, uh. in the media before they try to say you're spoiled. And I just genuinely love, I'm passionate about showing irrelevance between Christianity and 21st century living. Yeah, yeah. So quite often, I'm the only Christian in certain spaces. And when, I'm, when I go to all these plush A-list events, mm. and I'm like, I'm like, why am I here? Like, how did I make the list? And quite often, they know I'm the Christian guy, like, bro, can you pray for me? Or what, is, what, what do you think about this? And yeah. just being able to be light in darkness is incredible. Okay. Um, so that's who I am. I love to travel. Um, I've got one girlfriend, one is enough, amen. You don't need to be having multiple, I mean, one is enough. It's not double-double, this one is singular, do you know what I mean? So, that's my vibe, and I'm just an all-round cool guy, man. Okay, funniest church story. Uh, okay. Or just one. Can we, can we be, we'd like to be real? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is the whole point. Now, how real I'd like to be? Real, real. Super real. Super. I might have to give you good content, innit? Alright, so I was, um, I was... Probably like 12, okay. and they called the young, the youth to come to the front to be prayed for. Yeah, yeah. And going through my hormones, um, <laughs> something happened, yeah, do you know what I mean? Something happened, and I was like, I'm not in a position to stand up right now. <laughs> but they were like, come, come, come. So I had my Bible, and I was like, let me act holy. So I used my Bible to cover my dignity and I walked to the front to be prayed for using the Bible as a cover, as a protection. And then I knelt down and by the time the prayer finished, I was restored back to my original state. <laughs> and people were like, this guy's holy, why is he carrying his Bible for? He's not reading the Bible reading. But yeah, I think that's got to be one of my funniest ah, church funny. stories ever. I've never actually shared that, so I thought, let me give you that. But yeah, let's be real. Yeah, how about that? Okay, so considering you took the Bible to the front, what yeah. is your favourite scripture? I believe it varies, but I, it has to be probably Romans 8, 28. Okay. All things work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Yeah. Every human being needs love and hope in general. 
some find love in um, possessions, people, and hope can just be found in almost anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And in me being a Christian, I found all of that in Christ. So I feel that when we do go through challenging times and difficult situations, yeah. just believing and knowing that it is going to work out, mm. I think that's something that every person needs, that it's going to be okay, it's yeah, going to work yeah, out. Definitely. So for me, Romans 8, 28. Okay, nice. So how long have you been a Christian and what was it that made you become, you know, say, ah, oh, I'm giving my life to Christ now? Yeah. So I was kind of born and raised into it. And um, it relates to my birth story in which uh, when my mum was pregnant with me, she went to have an abortion. Okay. And um, as she was in a clinic, God spoke to her audibly for the first time. Oh, I said, wow. don't abort the child. And she was like, I'm a single mum, poverty, domestic violence, how can I cope? And God said, believe, have faith in me, and I'll show myself to be God. So I was a faith child, so to say. Okay. So me being kind of born into that story, yeah. Christ was always apparent in my life. I was born and raised in a Christian home. Yeah. So Jesus was always real. Okay. So it wasn't even a case of me discovering Jesus along the way. Jesus had already met me. He's already there. That scripture that says um, you should train a child in the way he should go and he won't depart from it. Yeah. I'm testament of that. And I'm testament of, um, you know, Christ knew us, God knew us before we were formed in our mother's womb. Yeah. So I feel like marrying those scriptures and those realities together kind of birthed my journey of faith. Now somebody, I've been asked, um, actually in November I was asked, okay, so... Can you think of like a commitment? I don't actually ever remember saying the sinner's prayer. Yeah. I don't actually remember that. But I remember at eight years old, making a conscious decision to be baptized. At eight? Yeah. So I think for me, that can, you know, I can tick that off as, because um, that's a declaration of, you know, I'm living my life for Christ. This is it. So probably at eight. And I think at nine, I did my first 40 day fast. At nine years old. That's why I'm so skinny now. I won't get all the vitamins and nutrients I should have got as a young child. And it wasn't like my own fast. It was like a church fast. Okay. And I said, yeah, I want to do it. Why not? Nine years old. Yeah, nine years old. I remember I was in primary school. Probably like eight, nine. I don't think I was ten yet, but I was definitely in primary school. So, um... I'm fasting now. I'm doing a 50-day fast. I fast all the time. Oh, but this is now, though? Yeah. This is how many years later? At nine years old, you're at school running around, doing everything. Yeah. So how are you fasting at nine years old? Do you know what's so funny? My mum was a teaching assistant at my school at oh, the time. Okay. And she said that when she feels that break in her fast, exactly exact thing you said. She look at the window and see me running on the field playing football. And she's like, oh, if this kid can do it, then I can and he's high energy with no food in his system, I can do the same. Um, but it's just down to God's grace. My, you're looking, you're looking on your screens right now at God's grace. I'm mm. literally God's embodiment. My successes, my life, um, everything I have is just down to God's grace. Yes, hard work, whatever, but I'm not the most talented musician in the world. Mm. I'm not the most talented UK Christian rapper, but God's hand is upon my life. And that's what has brought me thus far. Yeah. So it's grace, man. Nice, nice. Good. And you kind of told us how you got the name Faith Child as yeah. well. So when did the music journey start for you? Like what age are we talking? Yeah. I did my first support tour when I was age 11. Support tour. Yeah, yeah. Wow. When I was age 11, my friends called me the Gospel Bow Wow because <laughs> I've been doing it since I was knee high. So, yeah, I was in, um, so how I got into it was um, my church focused on young people. Okay. So, every and anything young people like, we do that music, poetry, drama, art, anything. Yeah. So, my siblings were in a big uh, gospel UK garage group called Open Gate Crew, called our church was called Open Gate Church at the time. So, okay. yeah, Open so. Gate Crew. 
And I was in a younger group called God's Inheritors because we were too young to, go to, be, to be in an older group. group. Yeah, like <laughs> the height different, <laughs> the voice. They're high pitched sometimes. Put them in the work. So I was in that group, and then we, when we'd have events at church, you know, yeah. you invite other youth groups and come. So they'll see us perform, yeah. then they'll invite us to their youth event, and then that's literally how it put momentum. And then one by one, they, the guys in our group, yeah. their parents moved to like East London, and we we're based in Croydon. So they yeah. no longer attended the church. So yeah, the kind yeah. of group kind of went from four guys to three to two. to two. And then we had an event in Old Kent Road, and my other guy didn't turn up. So I rang my mum and said, Mum, he hasn't turned up. Like, what should I do? She's like, well, you were born alone. Oh, do she, it alone, kind of thing. Yeah. Oh. It's like, you, you know the lyrics, right? I said, yeah, I said, do it. And that's when I was birthed as a solo artist. So I became the Beyonce of the group. And in 2020... Well, it wasn't even a choice? Yeah, it wasn't even a choice. But I became the Beyonce. I'm now having a conversation with H. And it's worked out. So <laughs> Romans 8, 28, all things work together. For the good of those of the Lord. And accord according to his purpose. So as soon as you started to go out by yourself, yeah. did you feel like you were supported? Because obviously you had the group, so obviously different parents and all that. I can yeah. imagine you're going to be supported in the church. But when you started to go on a solo thing, yeah. did you feel like you were well supported in the music career that you were undertaking rather than just being like a, a yeah. deacon, a pastor, this, this, this? Like, yeah, yeah. I was supported by my family or by other musicians or... Mixture. Wow, let's go. Let's start with family first. Yeah. Did, did your family support you in what you were trying to do? Oh, 100%. Um, it, it was more or less like a ministry from the church. Okay. So it was like, oh, sorry, my parents are pastors. So why wouldn't they support a ministry within That's the church? Quite, yeah, so yeah. that was a no-brainer anyway. My mum has a master's in theatre arts. Okay. So she's used to the arts. All my siblings are musically inclined. So I have a musical family anyway. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Esso is my cousin as well. So music's in the family. I grew up with Four Corners. Okay. I call them family. We're not blood, but what? I call them... So music is in the blood. And once you're a pastor's child, you find yourself in the worship team. Yeah. <laughs> if you can't yeah. be a pastor's child and not sing, play keys or drums. Drum. <laughs> like, how? <laughs> you, are you even... Are your parents even in ministry if you can't play an instrument? So that just tends to be the standard yeah. of being called into ministry. So family were very supportive. And even in the ministry, um, music ministry that is, people already knew me because I've been doing it as a group. Yeah. So I grew up with New Direction. I grew up with Simply Andy when he was in a group called VOV. Yeah. I grew up with, um, so that's how Bibles, Bibles came around, kind of knew Simply Andy. So similar to my Illumination 10 event, that's literally the guys I grew up with. And on okay. the sun come a long way, I big up a lot of the man them yeah, I grew yeah, up with and brought me along. So being supported in my solo artist endeavours, I was on songs like Praise Project that a lot of guys won't know. Yeah. That was done by old Dubsy in maybe 2005, six, seven. Then the following year or a year later, we then do Bibles, Bibles, which okay. blew. Yeah, yeah, so um, I was always impressed as a solo artist. But yeah, I've always been loved. And even now, my career again is not just because of music, but because of relationship. So Muyua has known me for forever. The Premier Radio and the UBCs and the other Christian students have known of me for forever. So it's not like I'm just this new guy who just released a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've been seeing the journey and the progression along the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So did you at any point in time doubt what you were, you know, doing at the, the music scene at the time? Did you doubt what you were doing? Did you? I, I doubted myself four days ago, mate. Four days ago. I feel like, as a creative, we have one of the most difficult jobs. Mm. Because it's like, oh, am I still hot? Is this song good? 
Is this sound relevant? Everyone's doing Afro swinging drill. Do I need to jump on that way? But that's not really me. Yeah. So you're forever thinking, oh, is this song gonna resonate? So I feel you're ever kind of processing. And I'm looking right to the camera. Some of you people annoy me because some of you are on, your, are on your third and final warning at work and you're underperforming, but you want to jump on Twitter and start cussing out musicians and creators. How about you focus on your own job? Yeah. How about you focus? Because you might not have a job by Easter. So don't look at other people and be commenting. So how about you focus on your own job? Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Amen. Just mind thy business. Mind <laughs> thy business. I'm going to get King James on you. Mind thy business. Amen. So yeah. So that is our for Yeah, yeah. But then, <laughs> but then when I listen to the lyrics, I'm like, I'm sick. Yeah. I'm actually good. Tell me otherwise. Yeah. yeah so yeah. yeah. Okay. So you recorded your first album, Illumination. Yes. How did you find that process? Like going from doing what you were doing, performing, go from being in a group of four to a group of one. Yeah. Then you go to recording an album. How does that, how do you find the process doing that? It was so easy, because it was my first album, there yeah. was no benchmark. Got ya. So I'm just literally recording music with some of the best producers, some of the best facilities. So I recorded a good chunk of my album at Noah Robertson's studio in Thornton Heath, mm -hmm. which is literally a three minute drive from my house. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I go down my road, turn left, left and right, and that's where the studio is. So you're giving people directions if they know where Noah's studio yeah. is. This <laughs> we don't is know my dog. There's a good, there's a good, I kind of missed the traffic light out and, and, and a cul-de-sac <laughs> along the way. But um, there's like 300, 400 doors on my street. Yeah. If you know my car, then you know where I live, but my car's in the driveway, so you're not going to see it yeah, where yeah, it is. But anyway, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but um, yeah, I found it easy doing that. A yeah. um, lot of late nights. So I used my student loan. I was in uni. Okay. I was 20 when yeah. I released it, final year of uni. I used my student loan to part fund my album. So instead of buying clothes and buying album. books, forgive me, well, the library was there. I didn't the library really buy books. Free, exactly, free. exactly. Come on, man. Come on. So I was using that to part fund because I'm 19. I don't work. Yeah. Actually, I had like a part-time mentoring job, but I, two, three, four hundred quid a month. Okay. No, 250 pounds a month, actually. Um, so, um, so somehow I managed to do the album and it was such a blessing. And I can still perform some of the songs today and it blows my mind. I'm like, these songs are 10 slash 11 years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How on earth am I performing them in 2019 slash 2020? Yeah. And they sound as good as anything else that's released. And I think when you don't focus on trends, mm. but you make music, it will, it will stand the test of time. Yeah. Michael Jackson's music is an Afro swing. Nah, and I'm true. not saying Afro swing is a phase, mm. but we're in an Afro swing era. Yeah. So that sound might not be hot in 2013, but if you just make music, you can't, you can't outlive mm. pop. You can't outlive reggae. Mm. Reggae will forever be reggae. You might have like different elements that maybe lovers rock, or maybe like the kind of um, calypso mm. mixed with Afro swing to make reggae, like the sound like coffee yeah. has. It's like a fusion of like 808s and trap with reggae. That sound might fade out, but true reggae will never fade out. Nah. So when you make just true, true hip hop, it won't really... And it's true music yeah. to you as well. So realistically, I don't expect No Robinson to be coming out with a song that sounds like Coffee. Yeah. Not to say that he couldn't, but for what he's probably felt that he's called to is the worship and all those kinds yeah. of things. Similar to you in terms of your hip hop, would you change anything about 
one thing about that that process of recording that third that first album? Or do you just kind of think because it's quite new? Mm. I actually wouldn't. I was very happy with the album. Probably maybe if I had money to do like better PR. Okay. To just maybe push it a bit more. I feel there's a lot of juice. Um MTV yeah. and Timberland, not the producer, the clothing oh, the brand, yeah. They released a TV show in November and they used I Like It as one of the songs in the documentary. I didn't even know my music was in a portal somewhere. Like that. Someone just sent me a clip saying, oh, so good hearing your songs in MTV. I was like, what? She sent me a video. I was like, that's my song. And I said, what show is this? So she sent me a screenshot of the synopsis on her Virgin Media box. I was like, what? So. 10 years later, they're still using that song. I'm still making money from an album I made 10 years ago. So would I change anything? Absolutely not. The music still stands. When I performed it at the 10 year anniversary concert in December, mm. I was like, I cannot believe these songs still sound equally as good 10, such 11 years later. And what blew my mind was like people are rapping and singing the chorus and the lyrics back like at the top of their lungs. Mm. That has got to be the most encouraging thing ever for a musician. Ah, mm. oh, it was mind blowing. Wow. So then six years later after you do Illumination, and we'll be talking about the, the 10 year that you, the concert that you had the other day. Yeah. You release Airborne. Yes. You win a mobile. Yes. How does that feel? It felt, so you know people say you don't find validation in certain things, but come on man, not validation, it's great encouragement. Yeah. You've been at your work, you've been working for a company for 10 years, you don't get a bonus or an appraisal or a raise. Mm. You don't get any acknowledgement. It's like, rah, like, I know I'm doing a good job, but you're not gonna, you're not, not, you're not gonna like. acknowledge me. So I got my first nomination with Illumination in 2009, yeah, yeah, yeah. but Governor won it that year. And then when I now released Airborne, that then got, I got a million nominations. I literally won every award that year, yeah. minus one. Wow. Every award I won that year, minus the UMA. Mm -hmm. I think I didn't win that, I didn't turn up to the award show. I know how some of these award shows goes, but anyway, yeah. And um, it was very encouraging just to be publicly acknowledged. And it kind of gives you that kind of stamp, you know? Oh, we got Favor Child, oh great. We got Mobile Award winning Favor Child. Oh, yeah. sick. Like when I got the nomination, Clothing Lines hit me up. Hey, we want to send you these clothes from my new season, not released yet. Really? Like, yeah, yeah, I got, I got bare free clothes. Free clothes, free trainers. Um, I get any free food? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I, got, I get free food now, but I got a lot of free stuff and a lot of media attention, wow, yeah. um, a lot of press mm. just based around that. So it's an, it's an encouraging thing to have. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it felt great to finally get it after the years, but yeah, it was good. What would you say your favorite album was out of the two? I would probably have to say, <laughs> Illumination is my baby, but Airborne was definitely slept on. When I listen back to it, I'm like, this is a great song. These are great songs. Mm. Um, I only really recently started performing Me In Mercy, which features Jake, sorry, features Jake Isaac. Yeah. And I think I never performed it because I felt it didn't get a reception. Okay. So quite often, like the song you, see, you hear people making noise about, those are the ones you perform, isn't it? But I performed it 
um, for the first time, and that was actually in Ukraine. Mm. I don't know, I just thought, let me just add it to the set list. And it popped off. And I was like, oh, well, this is Ukraine, so it's not going to translate. Yeah. I thought, oh, maybe they just like it because they like music. Yeah. So I flew back from Ukraine, had a concert on Friday. I flew back Saturday and had a concert with Brianna Babino. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I performed it there, and it popped. And I was like, oh. I saw people like, is that a new song? I was like, no. I just haven't. That's on the Airborne. You clearly ain't got the album. And people liked it. So now I perform it. Yeah. And it goes on a treat. And I'm like, raw. So I feel the album was definitely slept on. But I'm still happy with it. Because um, I made the money back. It gave me my tour. Yeah. Um, gave me my nominations and my awards. It did what it needed to do. Yeah. So, um, yeah. I love, I love that album. So December... 15th of December 2019, you have yes. the 10-year anniversary for yeah. the illumination. How did, did that go as well as you thought it was going to go? Did it go better? Was it, was it worse? It was the best night of my life. Really? To date. And I believe every headline show should get better. Mm. But I just didn't have, I wasn't trying to top anything. I just wanted to have a good night. Yeah. But I thought the vibe from the audience was incredible. Lyric for lyric, bar for bar, line for line, hook for hook. They were going for it. And I thought there's nothing better than the audience giving you energy. You know, it was incredible. Best night. The only, it wasn't really a Dan moment. The only moment was I tried to do a mosh pit. Yeah. <laughs> and you black people aren't trying to get moshed. I'm not trying to have people stepping on your Balenciagas. So when I tried to do the mosh pit the first time, it didn't pop. And I, said, and I stopped, I stopped, I said, no, stop said, guys, we're gonna, you're going to get your 15.99 worth, yeah? You're going to get your 15 pounds worth. We're going to mosh. So we're going to do it again. And the second time, it, it popped. Yeah. So, um, Wait, yeah. what happened the first time? Did you jump? Did you no, I wasn't in it. Like, they, they made the circle and only like four guys ran in. And I was like, wait a minute. No, 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 no. No. So I did it again. And then a good number got involved. Not, not the whole room. But a significant, sufficient amount got involved and it was, yeah. it was good. I read, an review, I read a review by The Sound Doctrine and they were said, we never knew um, gig of the year will come on December the 15th. Oh, wow. So I was giving gig of the year. And um, he actually mentioned the mosh pit, that the mosh pit failed initially. I guess first I forgot it wasn't a big church, the yacht crowd. <laughs> that was the, um, the, the review he wrote. So he wrote it worked the oh, second gosh. time. But yeah, it's good. When you spend time in Europe, everyone just wants to have a good time and up for anything. Or even like other parts. Yeah, but yeah. London likes to be stush because they're over there spoiled. But um, it's not just yeah. a London thing. It's really? Birmingham as well. Really? Yeah, Birmingham, Birmingham well. can be a bit stush. I think um, I nearly got blacklisted in Birmingham. That's another story for another day. But um, That's a story for today. Yeah. That's a story for today. Before we even. Let's yeah, talk yeah. about. You ten year carry on. Did it go as, as well as you planned? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It went perfect. It was great. Um, everyone, all the I don't want to say supporting acts. They weren't supporting acts. All the acts that performed, the yeah, special yeah. guest, aced it. it, killed it, and it was good. Even like New Direction and other artists who weren't performing. No Robertson yeah, was yeah, there. Yeah. Few people turned up. It was just a phenomenal vibe. Just there to enjoy the night and to reminisce and relive the good days. Mm. It was phenomenal, man. And my mum was in Nigeria. My big sister was in Belfast with her family, and my sister was in Leeds, so they couldn't make it. Yeah. But my other sister um, WhatsApp video the family WhatsApp group, so everyone was watching it Whilst from Nigeria, game. Belfast, and Leeds for the whole gig. The whole, well, the whole, my whole set was like 18, 90 minutes. 
they watched the whole thing. I was like, you have good data. <laughs> and she had like a dongle charging her phone as well. Also, so, she's chilling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh. Do you want to talk about the Birmingham story? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was about it. So, I was in Birmingham for my mate Stagdu, and we're walking through um, like the town centre area, and we're just having a good time. And I'm walking, and I was, I, all day I was saying, You're right, Treacle, to like the whole crew. So I'm walking, and some ladies walk by, and I'm like, You're right, Treacle. And then I keep walking, and one of them goes, I swear that's Faith Child. I'm like, I'm, I'm in Birmingham. So I was like, Oh, you're right, carried on walking. Just carried on walking. I didn't stop, like, yeah. I didn't make eye contact, just carried on walking. About six months later, I'm hearing I'm getting booked for an event, and they're like, oh, I don't know if we should book him because he, 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 um, he was moving to our, um, he moved some girls in our, in our youth group. <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> so, that, so Birmingham now rang London, London now rang me. And I was like, I was like, are they calling that no. moving to them? I didn't even stop. I just carried on walking, walking in a cockney accent, just carried on. You right, Treacle? Like, I was with the crew, just walking. And so, but I think they tried to use like name for clout. Oh, I guess they tried to move to me the other day, oh, you know. Because they used one. to meet at another artist's name. Mm. They used both our names in the thing. And I'm like, if that is what you're calling moving to, then you've probably never been spoken to in your life by a good looking Nigerian man or whatever. But I was like, come on, bro, is that moving to it? Is that no. moving to someone? I didn't even stop. And the thing is, because you didn't stop. I didn't even carried stop. On, you carried on walking and it was just like, there's, and no, then, there's no conversation yeah. to be had. Bro, honestly, I swear that's fair, chat. I just look back. Oh, you're right. Carried on walking. I didn't stop, I didn't say, what's your number, what's your name? Nothing. Can you imagine, as soon as you said that, and they were just like, guys, you never guess who I was speaking to just now. So I feel like, <laughs> I feel like, I feel like they were at church, and they'd be like, oh my God, guess what happened? No, 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 And they're like, maybe the youth leader overheard and was like, oh no, they can't be doing that. But I don't know. But yeah, but thinking I'm not blacklisted because on December, my team received an email to do a few shows in, um, over, the, over New Year's Eve. Yeah, yeah. But I couldn't make it because I like spending midnight at my church. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So to get from Croydon to, to Birmingham for 2.15 a.m. is almost impossible. So I kind of gave it a miss, but I am coming back to Brum soon. Nice. But yeah, so I'm not blacklisted, praise God, <laughs> in Birmingham. So you've been touring the UK, Europe. Yeah. Obviously, we went to Germany, toured there. Yeah. What would you say is your favorite place to tour yeah so other than the uk um slovakia yeah it's my second home i love slovakia they get me i get them i speak some slovak speak that or i sing in slovak like i can sing in slovak listen so. to the tone <laughs> I mean, Brandy, if you want some vocal arrangements, That's 0790 plus 44 me, do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so um, yeah, I love um, Slovakia. I just love Europe. They just, they just want to have a good time. Yeah, they, yeah. They, and people are like, oh, they don't understand, like, does the language barrier matter? Yeah. Yes and no. Okay, think about Afrobeats. I don't, I don't speak somebody like, I don't speak like African, Afro, so Ghanaian Afrobeats, I don't understand a word they're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Nigerian Afrobeats, my Yoruba's great, but there's other like dialects, I don't understand, but it feels good, you know? So you might want to do a little shaka shaka, a little satin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You don't know what they're saying, but it feels good. So similar to them, it sounds and it feels good, we're going to have a good time. Yeah. So yeah, I definitely love, I love America. 
Okay. I gig in America maybe like once a year. I did Ghana for the first time in August. That was incredible. I've done Nigeria quite a few times, but I think Slovakia had to probably be mm. my favorite country outside of the UK. UK is great, it's great being home, but I just like the thrill of being abroad. And often the production yeah. is bigger and better in okay. Europe. They have the, I think things are maybe cheaper and have more money. Yeah. So they can fork out and just put a ton load of money into like stage design, lighting, LED screens, yeah. um, CO2 gas cannons, yeah. whatever. So yeah, it's great. So, Afro Nation, soon? Gospel? When I have a gospel stage? Bro, I don't want the gospel stage, I want the main stage. Main bro. stage, yeah. yeah. Obviously, spread the gospel on the main stage. A lot of people think that people don't like or want Christian music, yeah, yeah, yeah. but they just don't want crap Christian music. Because, because people love Talk Chance the Rapper. When Stormzy is doing Suck Your Mum, <laughs> then he gets blinded by your grace. You got the atheist singing, I'm blinded by your grace. <laughs> people like, people, people like righteousness with a blend of ratchetness. Yeah. They like the two. And as long as your music is good, Emily Sande is ultimately a Christian artist. She's amazing life. Heaven, yeah. next to me, daddy. Dap You No Regrets is a Christian song. Wretch Forgiveness mm. is a gospel and Christian song. Do you know what I mean? These are actually Christian songs. Don't You Worry Child mm. by Swedish House Mafia mm. is a Christian song. So it's like, just a Christian music. Everyone loves Sister Act. And when people think of gospel music, they think of songs of praise. They're not exposed to urban contemporary Christian music. Yeah. And that's the only reason why um, it's not as popular or on these platforms. So if you're people like Chance the Rapper, Kanye West, and um, Stormzy embracing their faith and their roots, mm. You know, it kind of opens um, dialogue and opportunities yeah. for Christian artists and people of faith mm. to get their message out there. So, I definitely hear what you're saying about good gospel music because people yeah. listen to it. People, is, people who don't go to church still talk about Revolution by Kurt Franklin, still talking about Shackles by Mary Mary. And the reason right. why is because it was great music that pierced through just the gospel scene. And when you start to limit yourself to I want to make a good song for Christians. It's just like, Christians might like it, but what are you trying to do in terms of spreading the gospel? Because sure. realistically, you're just spreading the gospel around the people who already know the gospel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, Shackles is on the summer hot 50 songs every year. Mm. I'm listening to Capital Extra and it's on there. I was watching Krypton Corona and Snapchat in Dubai. There were people were at there, I think it was at White Dubai or Dubai White don't know which way the club is called. And there were people just getting lit and having shots of shackles in the background. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. But it's so sick mm. that people know shackles. But I feel like shackles was good, yeah. but it blew because I think there was a soundtrack for um, Prince of Egypt. Take the shackles off my feet so I can dance. Just want to praise him. So it had the, I don't know if that's Disney or Pixar, whatever yeah. company that owns that. And it was also, I think, signed to Sony or Columbia, one of these majors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they pumped it. So take a sick gospel artist or gospel song, put money behind it, it's gonna blow. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. the only reason why we're not as popular is because we're making good music, which doesn't have the PR or the radio plug-in to be on these platforms. This that's the it. only reason. When people hear it, they're like, oh, sick, is that, that's gospel. Because yeah, yeah. I performed, I've opened for Tiny Temper in 2010 or 11, mm. and they said, oh, gospel rapper favorite channel. When I got off stage, people were like, that's not gospel. Mm. So yes, it is. Oh, that sound like it. But all they know is songs of praise and sister act. It's true. 
So once they realise and hear these things, they're like, oh, snap. Okay, I can, I can, I can get down with that. Mm. So speaking about songs. Yeah. You didn't release a project or album in 2019. As I said, I would. Yep. Yes. I was waiting. You had a few features you released. Yeah. Then at the end of the year, you released Come the a song. Long way. Yeah. That basically just went through a history of UK gospel, yeah. essentially. So, what happened? Life happened. Okay. Life happened. I had bereavements in the family. We had some severe illness in the family. We had operations. And it's like, where is my head right now? Mm. You know, do I go? Monday's my studio days. Mm. And I had to go to hospital for family every Monday. Okay. So it's like, and that was for like three, four months, yeah. every Monday. My brother would travel from Birmingham yeah, yeah, yeah. for hospital every Monday. My sister flies in from, Bur from Belfast maybe once every four weeks to mm. a hospital visit. So I was there and it's like, yeah, what do I do? Please the fans who, when I'm not hot again, will leave me or spend time with my family yeah. who might die in the next 20 days or whatever kind of thing. Also again, making an album is expensive. Mm. Uh, I think Airborne, from start to finish, cost me about, I think, £25,000, I think, oh, around wow. that mark. Yeah. Um, Illumination was much cheaper because I was paying, what, £150 for a beat, yeah, yeah. £200, that's nothing. Now, I've got to pay the big boy money because I'm, I'm, I'm playing Yo. with the big boys now. And then my music videos cost like three grand to do. Mm. So, and I'm, not, and I'm not selling drugs or doing illegal stuff or doing fraud which a lot of these rappers in the mainstream talk about selling drugs and trapping and this and doing fraud. Mm. So they don't have to work a nine to five, illegal nine to five, because their nine to five is selling drugs yeah. and hiding um, drugs in their rare passage. I'll never do anything back there. You man, I rate <laughs> that. You, you've earned the money to be fair. Because did, did you be doing here? such activities is actually wild. How did we get but, here? Um, but yeah, so just like having to financially budget and then pay for funeral, which cost him 20,000 pounds yeah. from just my side. Wow. Not others, not, so my mum's side got to spend 20,000 and that's not from the other aunties and uncles or whatever. Gets in the way, man. Mm. So, um, but yeah, by God's grace, the album will be out in the next few months. But then again, I got to spend stupid money between now to go to LA to film a music video, then get the PR to do it. And it's like, oh, this stuff is expensive. Yeah. So uh, yeah, but yeah. It's, I'm actually going to studio now, once so I leave here. Did you ever feel like giving up and just saying, you know what, just forget, forget this, because mm. you're telling me about how much it costs, obviously trying to get your, your music out there because you're essentially trying to spread the gospel and stuff like yeah. that. Was there ever a time you felt like, you know what, just forget all of this, I'm just going to do something mm. else? Surprisingly, never. how did you overcome yeah. that? Yeah, so I never felt like giving up. I okay. felt discouraged, okay. but never like throwing a towel in. And I think um, one thing that's encouraging is um, every day or two or three, I'll get tagged in Instagram or someone vibing to a song or someone saying, bro, this song helped me through depression or yeah. whatever. And it's like, I can't give up. And again, I never said I wanted to be a musician. Got God kind of just gave it to me, landed on my lap. So it's bigger than me. Mm. And I think, again, that's why I am in the position I am, because it's a God thing. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not a me thing. So I've never felt like giving up. I felt like, I felt discouraged, mm. but never felt like giving up. And I think again, when okay. there's always demand and opportunities coming in and phone calls, I was talking to my friend on the way here. Yeah. You saw me pull up, I was yeah, on the phone. Yeah, yeah. And I was saying to him that quite often we worry and talk about our prayers more than we talk about 
our modem. We pray about it. Mm. And I said to him, I said, I said to him last week on Thursday, I prayed to God, God, I want five bookings to come in in the next three days. Mm. The following day, I got four bookings. Four bookings, bro. I looked at my, I did a plan. I was like, okay, I need to make X, Y, Z to do the album, prepare, plan for a wedding, yeah. plan for, say, for a mortgage and all this stuff. I was like, okay, I need to make X, Y, Z. I was like, good. I want five bookings to come in in the next few days. The next day, I got four coming to my mailbox. Four, bro. And this is decent money. I'm like, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> so praying about certain things is so good. Because God is a gentleman. Jesus will see a man blind. Hey man, what can I do for you? He knows you're blind. Mm. He knows you're leprous. He can see that your child is having fits and convulsing or whatever. The man by the pool, by the beautiful gate, by the pool of Bethsaida, Bethsaida, I think it's the pool of Bethsaida. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, what can I do for you? Oh, you know. Clearly he knows he's crippled. Yeah, yeah, can't yeah. walk. But he'll still, there has to be the exchange of God. Your faith has to meet his faith or his ability. Yeah. But even when you do doubt, Lord, I believe, but help my unbelief. Hey, we know the scriptures. You know, I could do all things through Christ's strength for me. Yep. Um, Christ became poor so I could be rich. Uh, he supplies all my needs, Philippians 4.19. But it's like, I know that's the truth, but the back balance doesn't look like that. Yeah. My situation doesn't look like that. My body doesn't look like I'm healed. But at times when you can, your faith can meet that. And even in your doubt and disbelief, mm. God can still do miracles through that. True. That is very true. Yeah. And what you've done great is I feel like you've built an amazing brand for yourself. So yeah. even away from music, um, you've like gone from being an artist to a TV, well, yeah, to a TV presenter. You've yeah. done Big Church Day Out. You've hosted there, hosted on TBN UK. And you've had recognition from different media outlets. What would you say is your top three tips to anyone who's basically trying to build a brand of themselves? Yeah. People buy into the person. So yeah. just be you and do you. Don't try and be like someone else. For example, you've got someone like Beyonce mm. who is like super exclusive. You don't yeah. know what she's doing or whatever. Then you have someone like, mm, what singer, what artist, someone like maybe like Cardi B now, who posts everything. And people buy into the person. Mm. So what does Rihanna know about makeup? I don't know. We know her for her music, but now she's built Fenty Beauty now and other stuff, mm. you know? which kind of makes you now buy into that. You're not buying into it because it's the best makeup, although it does cater for a lot of shades of women, mm. but it's because it's sold by and sold to you by Rihanna, you want to do into that. Um, I'm, sure, I'm, really, I'm sure you've seen it, my whole Bubble Bath Chronicles. Yeah. That's now become a thing, which I didn't mean for it to become a thing. I remember I was just busting banter, then I went upstairs to run a bubble bath, and I just did it, and people were like, oh, you're doing it the wrong way. I was like, wait, what? What do you mean? Bro, if you saw my DMs that day, it was mental. People were cussing me out. Oh, you're doing it wrong, you're doing it wrong. And now, I'm this bubble buff now thing. I'm this bubble buff guy. And everyone loves that about me When now. you get sponsored by Redux. By Redux. <laughs> Imperial I feel like you need to increase your, you know, your ethnicity, your marketing and your awareness. I feel like the melanin needs to be upon the, you know what I mean, the marketing. Yeah, so 079 me. Email me faith at faithchamuja.com. Does the man really you know put his email mean? out there? Let's do that. Let's secure the bag. And 2020 is a year, man. No, I'll be careful though, because they might do links and then come out with links Africa and expect every black person to. Let me say something, yeah. You know how people are like, oh, I got a shower job for Christmas or socks. Big man thing. When it gets to June 17 and the slippers run out, that links Africa and Serious? that links Africa, the shower gel thing, it comes through handy, I'm telling you. And the Adidas. Bro, I'm <laughs> telling you. And, 
I'm a socks man. Oh. Like I buy socks. Oh, yeah, like yeah. you know, you know, I yeah, buy yeah, socks yeah. like every week. So people, think, oh, I can't buy him socks for his birthday. My tour manager in Slovakia bought me socks because they know I like socks. Mm. So when I come, I open my, li- they don't like they buy me like a hamper when yeah. I land. I open my hamper, I'm seeing Slovakian socks. That's bruv, Socks are wavy. I have like ankle socks inside there. I'm not doing. Big up my girl. She buys me trainers nearly every month, so there's not a plug for whatever brand. I don't think you know what brand it is anyway. But yeah, so my wife look, has me looking clean and good. Jeez, like, shout out. Dinner soon come, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So, is there any other keys you said they'll buy into the brand, or is that the main thing? Yeah, think? so just create your brand as be you, man. Yeah. And people love authenticity. authenticity. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be open and transparent. You know, don't cry and whinge or like, no one's supporting my stuff. Just be you, man. Yeah. People like to see you, you know, maybe going on a dinner date with people or just like to see you being cool, whatever. Mm. But just don't overshare. Just don't do like dumb, silly stuff. Nobody yeah. cares about that. But me, I'm just me. People see me um, vibe to somebody. Some people know I'm in the barbers every day. I feel like, because I'm a funny, comical guy, I get, a lot, I get away with a lot of things and mm. people like things. But just look for good moments. But your brand might be, I'm hidden, no one knows about me. So that might be your brand. Banksy. Yeah, exactly. But for me, I just like to try and tap into everything. I'm good at talking, good at presenting. Mm. So if opportunity comes, people holler at me. I've been asked nearly four or five times to host weddings, but I don't feel comfortable hosting weddings because I've never done it before. Okay. And I don't want to use your wedding as work experience. You know what I mean? Like, mess up your big day. You know what I mean? Mr. and Mrs. Yeah. <laughs> I, I say, oh, please give it up for Sean and Sharon. Oh, that was the ex, sorry. Sean and Melissa. <laughs> like, I'm like, nah, I'm not trying to do that, man. I'm not trying to do that. So how, is it, how important is it to surround yourself with like-minded people? Oh, it is the most important thing. And um, it's important because you then learn stuff you don't know. Yeah. And it's good to have people outside of your field. So mm. let's say it's good to be around lawyers and accountants or other creatives. Mm. Um, there's certain conversations, again, that um, I can have with all my music friends, yeah. and certain conversations I can only have with someone like Governor B or Muiwa. Right, yeah. Because of the level we're at, artists who aren't having experienced certain things won't understand that. Mm-hmm. So a lot, some of my contracts are sent to Governor and vice versa, will be like, yo, what do you think? Should I do, should I do that? Or yeah. don't do that? Oh, this gig, they want me to do this festival, but they're paying me like, only 25% of my booking fee. I don't want to do it. I think you should do it because of X, Y, Z. Are you sure, bro? Yeah, yeah I think yeah. you should do it. Oh, all right, cool. So, like, being able to do that mm. is kind of good because, again, no man is an island. It's not lonely at the top. It's only as lonely as you make it to be. Yeah. You're not the first one there. True. You know? True. There's definitely, I'm, on the sh- I'm standing on the shoulders of giants that went before me, you know? So it's very important to surround yourself. Like, I want to be, there's times when I need to be the least experienced in the room so I can learn from the giants. Mm. And at times I need to be the most experienced in the room mm. so I can teach the youngers. Mm. And by youngers, I don't mean like 14 year olds. Youngers can be a 35 year old man who is not as experienced as I am mm. in the field I'm in, that he wants to get into. Okay. So it's very important to play both sides and to learn and to impact and impart mm-hmm. into others. So away from your music, your advocate for celibacy, Yes. Um, how have you found that journey? How have you found, you know, staying away from temptation? Yeah. I found it so easy. I had a conversation like two days ago again. Um, and I think what has helped me is the fact that I haven't had sex before. Mm. So I can't miss it, you know? Because I, 
I can't miss it. I genuinely just see women as women. I don't see them as sexual objects yeah, or, yeah. or I love to do that to her or, or I wonder if she's good at this because she's just a beautiful woman. And I think if I had been exposed or had experienced that, mm. that would probably be a weakness for me. Okay. Because there's beautiful women on Instagram. Being a musician, I'm exposed to beautiful women who like my music. When mm. I travel abroad, I see beautiful women, it's like, oh, cool, I'm never going to see her again, let me, mm. do you know what I mean, do that. But I'm so thankful that my mind isn't on that wavelength, mm -hmm. and I've just been able to just live simple and whatever. Mm. So, yeah. And for those who might watch and say, oh, well, he's had it easy, whatever, your struggle might be sex mine might be lust or mm. mine might be pride we mm. all have these things that we slip up you know even paul had a thorn in his flesh and quite often our weaknesses keep us dependent on god because mm. the bible says or the paul said in my weakness god's strength is made perfect so god has room to work and for him to show his glory in your life mm. so um yeah i think again that just being able to have your mind clear with these things i have a friend who's been celibate for I think 16 years now. Mm. So she, and she has a child. So she's obviously experienced sex and she's been able to just zone out and yeah. not. So, so those who have been active can start this journey of celibacy. Yeah, yeah, it yeah. is possible. So we have a lot of people that look up to you. It's Faith Child, the musician, Faith mm. Child, the brand, Faith Child, the, the TV presenter. And obviously a lot of them going along their Christian journey at the moment. So what encouragement would you give to them? Yeah. What would be your one piece of encouragement for them? My encouragement would be, I'm right in the camera, you're not on this journey alone. And what you're going through, you're not the first person to go through it. Allow yourself to be like Christ. Don't be like Christians. Because Christians are flawed. You're trying to find perfection in a flawed thing is never going to work. Try and model Christ. Your pastor is not the standard. Your pastor is a flawed man or woman. Jesus Christ is the standard. So try and be like Christ. Don't be like Christians. Go away imperfect. Be like Christ. That's the best thing. Mm. Um, don't, don't struggle in silence. I'm not saying air your laundry out there because some people try to destroy you with it. Mm. But try and find a group of people who are honest and open and you realise, rah, you struggle with masturbation too. You struggle mm. with lust too. You struggle with this too. Oh, rah. How are you overcoming it? Or how are you... And I believe there's strength in numbers. There's fellowship. Iron sharpens iron, mm. you know? And just know that you're not alone. You're not alone. And the moment that you feel like running away from God, at the moment you should run to him. Because mm. Christ died for your sins. And I only like clocked it five years ago. He died for all my sins. Meaning yesterday, today. And future. And future. Mm. So when you sin, it's like, it's not the scriptures that say, do I keep sinning that grace may abound. It's not a case of you abusing the grace, but it's like this grace is here. I have an analogy that I talk about changing a baby's nappy. The baby will soil his or her nappy every three to four hours. Mm. You still clean their nappy knowing they're going to soil it again. Yeah, yeah. It's the same with Christ. God cleans us knowing we're going to mess up again. Now, you know you put your train a child, mm. you know, so you can go from nappies to maybe the huggies, yeah, you know, where, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then eventually they don't wet themselves anymore. It's a journey and a progression, and that's how it is in our Christian walk. Mm. We're, going to, we're going to mess up, but, you know, God will help us along the way. What's your plans for the rest of 2020? Uh, make money and save. That's literally it. <laughs> make money. That's how I'm making money through the album, yeah. through touring, presenting, saving, any other outlet that I have. Mm -hmm. So that also becomes of making the album, touring, 
Um, I want to get married, uh, not this year, maybe next year, but you know, propose and save and plan, have a plan. She does know that's on the plan. Oh, she knows. You're not, you're not revealing that. No, no, she knows. Oh, okay, cool. We've already cool. started planning a wedding already. Okay, cool. We, we like to work in reverse. Okay. So we never want to do it and yeah. it'll work. Now, how much it costs, then we know how much to save each month and how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big up my wife, she's actually pretty good at planning and stuff. So, uh, yeah, so yeah, tour. Start some businesses if I can. Start some initiatives if I can. Nice. Um, I'm too much of a one-man band, despite I have a phenomenal team around me. That's because I like things done a certain way. Mm. And I'm very like, like someone was supposed to design something for me and they flopped me, so I just designed it myself. Mm. <laughs> An editor was supposed to edit something for me, but he couldn't do it till three days time because his laptop was in repairs. Mm. Just did it myself. Yeah, and it came out pretty good. Mm. So yeah, quite often, the lack of develops your skills. Mm. Kind of introduces yeah, you to know who you trust are. Trust me. Because when you know, I realize that I ain't got a graphic designer, oh snap, I'm good at graphic design. So, yeah. Last question. What would you, what's your, what, how, what encouragement would you give to yourself in the current situation that you're in? Um, in, a, in, the right, in the wise words of, uh, is it Chris Jenner? What's her last name? Kim Kardashian's mom. I think it's yeah, Chris Jenner. Jenner. Yeah. yeah. You're doing amazing, sweetie. You're doing amazing. Yeah. You're doing an amazing job, bro. You're doing an amazing job. Keep up. Keep going hard. You are the stuff. You are the bees knees. You're sick, bro. And all of creation are waiting for the manifestation of the sons of God. So keep on going. You're amazing. And reach for the stars. Thank you very much, Faith Child. Absolute pleasure. It's been conversations with H. This has been Faith Child. Catch you again.